everyone. Welcome back to the B4L podcast. I'm Mal. I'm Judy. I'm Carrie. And I'm Viv. It's going to be a very tough episode today as we're going to talk about what's going on in the world right now. So I'm sure everyone has seen online on social media, read the news, since it's pretty much everywhere. But there's a lot of Asian hate crimes going on and Asian hate crimes are very real and they've been around for a very long time now. I think now really they're getting pressure to showcase it on media, whereas before they didn't really. So we feel that it's important for us to talk about this issue in our podcast. And we want to make sure we use this platform to continuously um, have conversations, educate ourselves, but also bring awareness to um, our listeners. So even with our small platform, we know it's important to use it and we just want to make a small impact wherever it is possible. So with everything going on, we haven't, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit, but we really wanted to have um, this conversation together, all four of us to talk about it. Um, so how are you guys feeling about the Asian hate crimes lately? Personally, I got really frustrating reading all the news article just because a lot of the news articles did not touch base on like what happened, but more towards like the shooter like himself. Um, for example, like the Washington Post came out with an article last night called The Atlantic Shooting Suspect Life Before Attacks. Like that has nothing to do with the victims itself. And then... Yeah. The ABC News article was attack spa has been targeted by prostitution stings. Like that was talking that what talked about massage parlors linking to sex trafficking instead mm -hmm. of what happened. Um, so I, I personally think that is super. Um, what's that word? Effed up. <laughs> disappointing. Didn't want to say effed up, but yes, it is disappointing. It is effed up. Yeah. Like I just didn't want to say effed up, but it is effed up. Yeah. Yeah, so I just want to maybe take a little time to kind of bring up whoever was affected by this shooting, just because a lot of news articles and media has kind of not shined any light on it. The 21-year-old gunman walked into Young's Asian spa and shot three people, the first being 33-year-old Delena Ashley Yoon Gonzalez, who is a mother of two. Her daughter was only nine months old, and she was actually on a date with her husband. So she she wasn't even a worker. She was just there. The second victim was 54-year-old Paul Andres Mikel, who is an Army veteran, who was also just doing handiwork at the spa. A third victim was 49-year-old Zhao Ji Tan, the owner of the spa, who recently emigrated from China to U.S. Then the shooter went to a different spa called Gold Spa and shot 44-year-old Dao Yu Fang, who is a worker at the spa. The second victim was 51-year-old Hung Jung Grant, who is a single mother of two sons. Third victim being 69-year-old Sun Cha Kim, who is a worker at that spa. And then the fourth victim was 74-year-old Soon Chung Park, the oldest of all the victims who also worked at that spa. After he killed all four victims, he moved across the street to a different spa called Aromatherapy Spa, and shot 63-year-old Yong A-Yu, a South Korean worker at that spa. Six out of eight victims were Asian females. How do you guys feel about that? 
well, do the math. And it was clearly targeted towards Asians and women. And it just pisses me off so much when people are like, oh, it's not. How do you know it's a hate crime? He said it wasn't a hate crime. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for the police officer to come out and say that he was just having a bad day, like that is literally it blows my mind. And then all these news media also talking about how or humanizing the shooter, saying that he goes to church and all these things. It's like that has nothing to do with he, what he just did, right? And also, I heard that he was actually on his way to a different state to other parlors as well. And he could have shot even more people at these parlors. Like, it's so crazy. He was on his way to Florida, but like you said, like it has no excuse to shooting people in the head or in the chest. Like he has, that was his goal to just like kill. His goal was to kill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the article, the police didn't bring it to justice and it was just unfair. And that's why we're so angry. But then also like in, on the flip side, it gets me so worried about my family and my parents. Um, literally as soon as the first time I heard about this happening, I FaceTimed my mom. And I was like, oh, my God, like, be careful. Have you heard the news? There's so many Asians being attacked. So, yeah, like I'm so angry. But also, like I'm so scared for my parents. What do you guys think they can do if they ever um, do encounter this kind of hate crime? That's a tough question in terms of what they can do. Because, well, in, this, in Canada, it's a little different. But let's say our parents encounter someone like this shooter with a gun Unfortunately, there isn't really much that they can do. I'm not um, saying with a gun, but just like hate okay. crime. Like I don't think there's anything they them. can do. I think it's just people need to stop perpetuating it. I personally think my mom should just have her phone at all times and record. Record and at least like, you know how there was that older lady in San Fran? Yeah. That was um targeted that? the other Yeah, that was targeted the other day. At least it was recorded and at least it brought some sort of justice and someone was able to post it online and see how horrible yeah. that crime was. If it wasn't recorded, then it seemed like it wasn't done. I like feel, that didn't happen. But like it, it was not the, the old lady that recorded it. It was like a no. bystander that recorded it. So 100%. Like other, so but I feel like other people need to stand up and assist these individuals who are being harmed and being bullied. Um, or if let's say, they're, yeah, they're being assaulted in any way, like bystanders, we need to really step it up and be by their sides. Oh, yeah, for sure. But mm -hmm. I'm just saying like the other time where someone was like spitting on our condo balcony, um, my boyfriend decided just like record that person and then he got scared and he like totally like stopped and like mm -hmm. moved back in. Whereas if you yelled at that person, he probably would have just yelled back at you. Yeah, for sure. I, I saw this um, video clip on, I think on TikTok or Reels, I don't remember. But there were these um, guys, Asian Canadians at Square One. And they were just like minding their own business. And there was this lady who was yelling at them about coronavirus you know saying that they brought it over things like that and the guy started recording her and then she ended up just like pretty much assaulting them by like throwing food or whatever it is that she had at them so i feel like if let's say your mom was you know someone was like verbally saying things to her and then she pulled out her phone 
there's also potential that they could then attack then instead. But then I, I'm not 100% sure. Like, obviously, any scenario can happen. I, I'm just trying to think what the outcome would be. What is most safe? That's the scary part because you don't know what is going to be the safest stance to take, you know, especially with our parents. They're obviously older, a lot older. Mm -hmm. So they're not as strong as they were before. And their English isn't the best either. So I'm I'm trying to think like if let's say my parents were being attacked, like what could they possibly do to save themselves or to get out of that situation as soon as they can? I think it goes back to this image that's kind of going around the internet. It's not it's not that we need to defend ourselves or or learn about what to do in those scenarios. It's that people need to stop yes. yeah. acting that way and behave behaving that way. And I've seen people online, influencers, there's one woman who has two million followers and she's saying that it wasn't a hate crime. She has two million people following her and she's spreading that propaganda and it's so negative and it's not true. How do we make people well we can't make them, but like it's people like that that needs to be educated, that needs mm -hmm, to learn mm -hmm. because they're they're spreading the message and they're they're spreading hate. No, I, I definitely agree with that. I think it's more so having people educated and people pretty much coming together and understanding that everyone is human and everyone comes from the same place, right? Obviously, we have different backgrounds, but it doesn't mean that we don't feel the same, like we don't have the same feelings and emotions as one another. I think one huge thing that really just stems from all of this, like when I think about what's happening too, is obviously the former president of the United States, right? During the pandemic, he talked a lot about, you know, the virus coming from China, calling it the China flu, the Kung flu, things like that. And for a president to say this in front of the media for the entire world to hear, it almost makes it feel like it's okay for everyone else to say it as well. Those who were afraid to say it because society mentions like, you know, racism is wrong, things like that. Now they're like, oh, well, the president does it. So it's okay for us to do it too. Yeah. I especially think about like the kids growing up in America that, you know, they don't, they don't know better. They're kids and they're learning from what the president said or the previous president said. But I think right now what's like social media and everything really bringing to light and bringing to justice and allowing us and to be educated and educate others. Um, I think that's like the first step towards the right direction. Mm -hmm. Like mainstream media obviously isn't, when you think about it, mainstream media, who are the heads or who leads that industry? Who are the people that have, been, that have been always uh, doing the edits, doing what to cover and who's kind of controlling that narrative? It's white people. It's not people of color. So they're not covering any of this. So that's why I think social media, to your point, Viv, has been a platform where finally these messages are being highlighted. They're being portrayed mm -hmm. and there's still some sort of um, spreading and awareness of it. And that's why we do our podcast, because we want to have a voice and we want to represent that voice. And it's important to continue to talk about these things and to share narratives that aren't usually shown mm -hmm. um, or highlighted. And Carrie, when you read through the names of those people and, and what their family situation was and what their job was. I already teared up because you don't you don't hear that in the news. 
a couple of years ago, there was like a mass shooting in New Zealand and the prime minister of New Zealand came out and said, sorry to every single victim's family. She attended so many gatherings to like, you know, apologize. She did not once mention the shooter's name. And then she banned guns the next day. I feel mm-hmm. like we just, you know, someone needs to be a, a good leader to show and prove, like, you know, to show it that it's wrong. Um, it should not happen. And this is what we're going to do against it. And I don't think that it's happening, which is why all these hate crimes are still arising. And I remember when that happened, you you told us about it and how you're like, this is action. This is action. Is this action taken right away? Right now, nothing is happening. Right now, people are just writing articles on the, the shooter himself. Like, what does that have to do with anything? So I think that's what really like frustrates me that like nothing's getting done still. So where is this going to go? Nowhere. <sighs> yeah. Have you guys experienced any um, hate crimes or racism throughout your life? I don't want to say no because I'm sure we have, but like I feel like it's one of those where like when we're younger, we just kind of brush it off. But so I don't remember it. I, I have one instance. I was at um, Food Basics and then I was with my mom and her friend. And my friend was the one who was paying at the cashier. And my mom was at the end of the belt, you know, where you like finish paying. And then my my mom's friend was talking to my mom, like not too loudly, but you know how we kind of talk pretty loud. This guy right behind her said, well, do you, do you have to talk this loud all the time? Like he was kind of like mimicking her. And then I, I personally felt like he was being racist against us. Mm-hmm. So I was like, do you have a problem? I'm like, excuse me, do you have a problem against my aunt here? Like, is there something you want to say to me instead? And he was like, no, I'm just saying that they don't have to be so loud in public. I was like, can you mind your own effing business and move on with your effing day? Like, it has nothing to do with you. And I think that, like, older Asian women especially, they feel kind of timid to kind of step up for themselves or say anything. And maybe that's why they're going to they get so much, like, hate against and they're they're kind of timid. So that's who the people are picking on, which pisses me off. Exactly. They're picking on the people who can't defend themselves, who English isn't their first language, the elderly woman. Like it's honestly, I don't I don't even know what to say. And to be honest with you, if that if that happened and it wasn't my aunt or anyone I I, I knew, I would I would have done the same thing. I would have stood up for them. And, and the thing is, we were we were taught to we were raised to not cause trouble, you know, be mm-hmm. quiet, put your head down, move on, don't confront people. Because your mom and your aunt didn't confront him, but you they did. Not, and I did. we are the generation to do that. Right? So if you guys ever see something, hate crime against Asians, against anyone, like, please step up, please say something, tell them it's not right. So then they can learn. If not, mm-hmm. they think it's okay because they're so used to it and no one says anything. So... Please step up, say something, acknowledge it. No, I definitely agree. Yeah, I think silence is perpetuating the issue. And even on social media right now, I am I can see which companies are commenting on um, what's going on right now and which ones are not. And I'm taking mental tabs. <laughs> yeah, this kind of reminds me of like when, when you're kind of saying, you know, we should always speak up when someone's being racist or saying offensive comments. And I'm just kind of thinking back um, because the question is, have I ever experienced any racism, things like that? 
you know, growing up, I went to school and was in contact with a lot of Asians in general. So I never felt like anyone was racist towards me in any way. But of course, I have always had friends that would make comments and jokes, you know, where we would like all laugh about it. You know, I'm guilty of that too. And also, even for friends that aren't necessarily Asian, they would also make those jokes as well. And we never really said anything about it. You know, we never told them, oh, like that's racist. Like you shouldn't be saying that right now, things like that. So now I'm just thinking, was I enabling my friends to continue to make those jokes and then continuing like who knows what they're what if they're still saying these things today you know because i never spoke up about it and told them to stop so just just a thought here guys but like jokes as in like oh my i have no nose bridge or like jokes as in like my eyes are small yeah, like what kind yeah, of jokes like, are you talking about like you know asian having small eyes or like making like accents of other people things like that yeah that's yeah. like that's just, like the yeah, 90s and 90s and early 2000s jokes that was a thing then yeah but it's like not funny at all yeah, it was so actually probably it was never funny but i maybe back then i don't know maybe you just laughed or we just laughed because like we was, were kids like, right we were yeah. kids like in high school and like middle school elementary school like it has happened throughout our years of education when we're hanging out with um, other kids. And I don't know, like, I just never really told them, hey, like, that is offensive. Like, you shouldn't be saying those things. And if they said those things now, I would definitely tell them, hey, it's like wrong. Because now that I'm older, I understand that these words aren't, aren't just words, they will actually affect a lot of people. But this I guy came out to kill people just for the way they look just for yes, breathing yes, yes. and existing mm -hmm. like it's i think it's kind of different from like you know be like oh you yeah you have small eyes now this guy just killed people just for breathing yeah. for living that's like you know that's scary to me because yeah. just for existing in this world like you can get shot for sure even mm -hmm. though you've done nothing wrong to this you don't even know who this person is for sure so i have been reading almost every single post that I've that I see on my um, social feed and every time I read a message I start crying doesn't matter what time of the day it is morning night like during work I just check my phone a little bit and I'll read messages and I'll like start crying and it's been a very emotional week but I ran but I came across one particular post and I'm just gonna read it but I feel like this is why I'm so emotional about it and especially about the shooting um, in Atlanta. So it's, it says, I'll tell you one reason why Asians are mourning right now for those moms that are not their own. It's because we know our parents don't live for themselves, but they live for us. So they leave behind their own parents. They work until they can't. They eat our leftovers and they give us everything that they have. It crushes my soul when my mom tells me that she feels old because it's unimaginable to think that her life could end without having really started you're doing a good job yeah. for bringing it up yeah. though. so just take your time it's a lot to process for sure mm -hmm. i relate to this this is what i mean when like immediately my parents were the one that came to mind 
Yeah. And like I voice recorded them on WeChat and it was like, hey, did you read the article? Yeah. <laughs> make sure you guys make sure you guys don't go out. <laughs> yeah. So like this morning my my mom called me and then she's like, Oh what? You're out? Be careful. I'm not sure if she's saying like be careful because what's happening right now or be careful of coronavirus, but I rebuttal back. I'm like, no, you be careful. Like, I'm not even worried about myself. I'm more worried about them, right? And they're always worried about me. It's like, and I talk about this with my Asian coworkers as well. And a lot of them grew up in small towns where they are literally the only Asian family mm-hmm. in that town. Mm-hmm. And sure. so, you know, I think, sure, we are in Toronto downtown, and we can be in a diver in an area that's more diverse. But, you know, it can literally happen anywhere. Yeah, anywhere to anyone. It's just hard because you just think about, oh, it could could have been a family member. It could have been a friend. It could have been anyone that you know that's close to you, right? So that's why it's it's hard. Do you want to send that article to one of us to read, Mel? No, that was it. But it just, uh, well, it was like a, it was like a TikTok. Mm -hmm. So interesting that that's how information gets shared now. Mm -hmm. But um, I screenshotted it, just a few parts of it that really resonated. Mm -hmm. And it makes me think like the, um, one of the women, she's, she was about to turn 50 and she was going to go travel with her daughter. She's worked so hard her whole life to finally be able to travel when she's older at this big milestone birthday and she couldn't yeah yeah like these women are literally working like 12 hours a day they were at work i'm reading this article right now and it says that he took responsibility for the killings and that he was trying to eliminate temptations because he was a sex addiction Police also recounted the suspect claims that his actions were not racially motivated and they were reluctant to suggest otherwise. The officer Baker told the reporters he was pretty much fed up and kind of at the end of his rope. Yesterday was a really bad day for him and this is what he did. Yeah, it's crazy. And did you guys see how Officer Baker or whatever his name is? The shirt? Yeah, the shirts. Like, mm-hmm. he is a racist himself. Like, why am I not surprised that he's just trying to humanize a shooter and telling everyone he's just having a bad day and all these kind of things? Yep. That's, like, the fuming See, part. Even, even the authorities. Exactly. Even the authorities that we trust and that we trust to pretty much protect us is doing the opposite and is condoning racism. It really starts at the very top sometimes, too. It's kind of sad to think that our parents probably thought moving to, like, Canada or United States, they'll have a better life. And yet, going through all those years to this day, it's it's back to the same thing. They're, like, scared for their life. They're scared to go out. They're They're not living the life that they wanted. So it's like, what's the point of all that? Yeah, it's so sad to think about that. And then they always, they're made to feel less than, can't speak the language Mm -hmm. or you're doing these odd jobs and just look down on it. It's just. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think one thing that I wish I remind myself is like they do it for us and so that we can have education and so then we can use our voice to, you know, make a difference and make a change. And I think that is our job. Yep, I agree. 
Yeah, just to think about that. Like they gave up so much for them to be here. And then now they have to go through this and be scared. I'm just like, wow, what a what a sad world we're living in. Like these people the who are doing all these hate crimes, like you guys are just sad people. Like please mm-hmm. educate yourself. Please be better pe- like please be a better person. Mm-hmm. Like that's all I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for that you can just be a better person. Not even a great person, just a better person. Just an average Joe. That's all we're asking for, you know? Yeah. Just be average. Just don't don't be a dick, please. You mentioned earlier the elderly lady that got attacked on Market Street in San Francisco. That guy, the same guy actually attacked a elderly grandpa prior to this lady. And he got away with Yeah, he it. got away with the first one, hence why he did it again. It's on the same mm-hmm. day as well. And it's crazy. You know what? Yeah. Good for that grandma for beating him up. Like, he deserves way more than just that beating, though. 100%. Uh, I just feel like I'm just so angry in this episode. <laughs> I'm just, like, constantly just, like, angry this, angry that. Yeah, I'm sad. But that's normal. It is, right? Yeah. Like, I, I'm ang- I get angry. I get frustrated. I get sad. It's just so many emotions. Yeah. Everybody processes it in a different way. And you should be angry that this is happening and emotional about it. Because it's like, actually, we should be angry not only because it's like Asian hate crimes, but just like racist crimes in general that has happened throughout. It's just so frustrating. It's like, why are we, why are we still not educated, though? Yeah. Like, why? It's like, why do we have to sit down here and talk about this, right? It's like, it shouldn't even be a topic yeah, that we need to talk about. Like, everyone should know that this is not okay. Right? Like, how can you be a decent human being and still go around, like, go around with this hate crime? Like, this shouldn't even be talked about. I think this is just us talking out loud. Yeah. And all in all, it's a converse, like, we... It's important for us to talk to each other about it, to kind of just let it out. Mm-hmm. It's important for us to continue talking about these conversations and amplifying Asian voices and the Asian experience through our podcast. Everyone should read up on everything that's going on and educate themselves and little by little, just move in the right direction. And that concludes our episode for today. If you have been enjoying our podcast, please give us a follow on Instagram at B4L Podcast and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or whichever platform you're listening on. If you haven't yet, make sure to tune to our previous episode. We release new episodes every Friday. Until next time, we are the B4Ls. Bye. Hashtag stop Asian hate.